Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are Good on morning. End Times Friday. We, uh, this airing, I think this is airing November the 10th. Uh, so already in the second week in November, but we taped this ahead of time and uh, current events uh, are all about Israel. Uh, oh, and, goodness. Yes. And yeah. what's what's happening over there. So it's, uh, uh, you know, we'll talk more about that and, and get into the implications of it. But um, it's uh, it's it's happening a little bit like we thought, uh, but also it's it is scaling up and has not been, you know, things haven't settled at all. Um Right. So again, just remind everybody. Uh, in uh, early October, I think it's around the seventh, uh, Hamas uh, did a major initiative against southern Israel, Gaza, and then mm -hmm. cities in Gaza, in the uh, Israel area, uh, that were Jewish, and they bombarded them with like three thousand missiles, uh, which they got most of them. By the way, I don't know if if everybody remembers that. Uh, Israel is uh, has what's called an Iron Dome mm -hmm. uh, technology that um, it's a software system that is remarkable, really, and it's <laughs> uh, and and uh, particularly young people who play video games can kind of can kind of relate mm -hmm. to it because it's really just a, a a gigantic video game, and it's. Uh, uh, they'll see something uh, uh, come up. Incredibly effective, normally. Yeah, though. they'll see something come up. The uh, uh, system calculates uh, where mm -hmm. where it's going to hit. If it hits in a remote remote area or an area where there's no buildings or no people, they let it go. Um, mm -hmm. If it is coming towards something like a building or a town or something where there's people, there are people staffed that uh, basically it's being tracked, and they, in essence. You know, hit the button like a video game and shoot it down. Um, it's mm -hmm. about it's about ninety five percent effective. So you know, if you had three thousand of them, and five you know five percent would be one hundred and fifty would have gotten through, and that's what happened. Uh, they got mm -hmm. they got through the system. They hit the towns uh, at the same time, and this was oh, so the Iron Dome was operating at this point. I had the impression that they just were completely not knowledgeable that this strike was coming in. Well, they know. they man that all the time. Um, okay. Uh, what they didn't know, and this there's two things that happened. One, the magnitude of it is way larger than they've ever done in the past. Right. So they would do you know maybe even five or six hundred at a time. Um, okay. Which, by the way, they're super expensive, and just just to mm -hmm. just to help everybody understand the dynamics of this, you know, America is playing a little bit of both sides. Um, you know, mm -hmm. they they gave uh, Iran 
uh, released, and these were funds that were frozen because of, of their uh, terrorist activities, they released $6 billion of, of actual funds to Iran. Iran used that money to fund Hamas to provide weapons, mm. and they have the weapons, and they, you know, they provided them to them, and then they, they planned a very aggressive initiative. Um, okay, so uh, when I say the Iron Dome, is it's always think of of the uh, America, you know, out of uh, NORAD, uh, the American defense system is always operational. So if a okay. missile, if a missile came from Russia, for example, to the United States, we would know it. Uh, because it's mm -hmm. it's it's always operational. So the Iron Dome in Israel okay. is always operational. Um, what happened is that uh, not only did they uh, have an incredible uh, attack of of the magnitude of it, but at the same time they did a ground attack, which which they typically mm -hmm. don't do. Um, and they went, right. they went into a music festival, they went into a town, a couple of towns, and they captured, now it's up to, the, the count of that is up to 244 people uh, that they captured, mm -hmm. and now they have them as hostages. Um, right. And, and holding them in the tunnels under and, Gaza, un, right? Un, under, under the Gaza area, they're, they're moving them around in tunnels, uh, so they don't know exactly where they are. And it's not, it's not a place where typically a military operation could get into and try to rescue them. So they're successfully okay. holding the hostages hostage. Um, okay, so when that happened, and this is, again, the, the, the timing, just go through the timing of it. Uh, uh, four days earlier than that, Netanyahu himself gave a speech, and he gave this speech. Mm -hmm. We are never closer to peace than we've ever been in our history. Mm -hmm. Um Wow. And the reason for that is that Saudi Arabia, remember, and we talk about Sunnis and Shiites, uh, Saudi Arabia, who is pro-West, pro-Israel, uh, was working, has been working a peace treaty with Israel, mm -hmm. similar to what's going on that already has gone on with Sunni nations like Jordan, Egypt, Bahrain, UAE. Uh, these are countries that have official peace treaties. And the peace treaty mm -hmm. is really, we're not gonna be aggressive toward each other. We're going to allow each other to fly in our airspace. We will do trade with each other mm -hmm. and allow our citizens back and forth and our companies to invest in each other. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really an economic uh, peace treaty, which you need peace to be able to function economically. So right. that's why it's called a peace treaty. Um, Saudi Arabia has never signed one, although they've been functioning behind the scenes mm -hmm. in, in a very pro-Israel way. And that is, uh, we'll, we'll even let you use some of our airspace. Um, if you attack the, the Shiite uh, supply stations where they can't bomb any of us, we're gonna we're gonna support you in that. Um, in other words, mm -hmm. when you do it and if you do it, we won't come against you. One, we're actually encouraging you to do it because we want you to keep them at bay. Because ultimately, yeah, they're coming after you, but but next they're coming after us. Uh, so mm -hmm. you know, could you do it? And so they did. Well, Saudi Arabia has been working uh, to put an official similar peace treaty together, uh, mm -hmm. and the, and the issue has been. 
uh, and this has been led by Saudi Arabia, is uh, we know there's difficulty with Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, parts of Iraq, Persia, Syria, Turkey, uh, who are all Shiites, except, by the way, Hamas, which is Sunni, but it's extremist. Um, they have softened. They is, Saudi Arabia has been telling Israel they're softening their demands. We're going to work with them to try mm -hmm. to make peace everywhere. And, right. what, and what happened is Israel let its guard down. Yeah, kind of lulled into a complacency. Yeah, because there, right? they're, because they're thinking, of course, if that's so, and they trust you know Saudi Arabia, and they've been working mm -hmm. with Saudi Arabia. If that's so, they're certainly not going to attack us, mm -hmm. um, and they right. let they let their guard down, and they 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 have an extremely effective intelligence service, and they generally know everything that's going on. And so, four days after he makes a speech they get attacked with this gigantic missile attack that typically mm -hmm. it's four or 500. So a four, you know, if 5% of them uh, get through, well, okay, maybe 20 or 25 get through uh, and they can manage that. Well, because they'd sent three to 4,000, we're talking about 150 to 200 minimum that got through. Right. It was uh, devastating. And it yeah. was devastating. And then two, which is where the people got upset of Israel is, how could they possibly not know that they were going to mm -hmm. do, a, do a ground attack and protect us because they weren't, right. they weren't protected. And now they've got these hostages and they've destroyed, uh, you know, places and they killed a thousand people, uh, in, in the process. Right. So, uh, as a result of that, Israel said, Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Um, we're coming after you. And, uh, they've stated publicly that they're going to destroy and what we call lay waste Gaza. Um, and they, and they've, here's what they've done. Uh, they control, interesting enough, you know, and you think about this whole thing and it's kind of interesting. Uh, Israel, Jews control the fuel, the utility, electric and gas and food into Gaza. Into Gaza, right. Um, so, but that's where the Hamas stronghold is. But right. they've, they've allowed fuel, food, and, and uh, uh, utilities to be functioning there. Well, with this attack, they cut it off. Right. Uh, so um, there's not food, there's not fuel, and there's no, uh, no electricity uh, coming in. Uh, and so, and then so they did that. They've started a bombing campaign against uh gaza where the mm -hmm. hamas people and they're and they're pretty good at pinpointing you know specific military places which by the way include mosque because they hide in mosque and they have uh, headquarters in mosque supplies in mosque uh buildings etc and they're they are and there's i don't know if you've seen the pictures but the missiles are pretty effective uh right. at, at destruction and they've killed now six thousand. Uh, of the Hamas people in Gaza, uh, including many, many mm -hmm. leaders. Um, so while they're doing that, they have put together and prepared and are at the border with a ground initiative mm -hmm. to basically go in and and destroy it. Right, uh, which currently is somewhat paused. Like so they've been talking about it for a few days, and and so, as we're airing this yeah, early, yeah. it has been paused. Yeah. So by the time looming. by the time this airs, 
probably will know the answer to that. But um, mm -hmm. they have, and there's a couple of reasons why they paused it. Uh, that is that um, one, um, Jordan, the King of Jordan met with the King of Egypt and mm -hmm. said, let's try to broker a ceasefire. Right. Because uh, we don't want this destroyed and we don't want it to escalate, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, so they and others, Saudi Arabia, even even Russia, U.S., they're all discussing what would be the terms for a ceasefire. Um, and of mm -hmm. course, Israel is at the center of that. So they're saying, OK, we're willing to talk and we won't go in as we are talking, but we're ready to go in. And, and at the moment, right. moment we're going in. Um, that's one. Uh, two, uh, America asked Israel, mm -hmm. and this is separate from the ceasefire. Um, the people of Gaza are devastated. Why? Right. Because they've run out of fuel. They're running out of food and they're, it's and they a have humanitarian crisis. So for you, sure. they would call it a humanitarian crisis of great suffering. We're talking about a million and a half people mm -hmm. that are, are in, I mean, think about, you know, just think about your little town there. Um, and Dan going to work every day. Right. You know, if you were under siege, <laughs> um, and you had, and you're, you couldn't turn your lights on, you couldn't heat your home. Right. And you had no food coming to the grocery stores. It would be devastating. Oh, yeah. uh, and like, what do we do? You know, um, we're going to, we're going to starve to death. We're going to, we're not going to be able to, you know, do things. So, um, they've said, pause, allow the humanitarian aid to come in. And because Hamas is, you know, not honorable, mm -hmm. um, they have been trying to get things to them and they've, they've only so far only got 2% of all the aid that's been given to get to the people, it's not even getting to the people. Um, right, I was going to say, it's not getting to the civilians, which civilians. is one of the big concerns, is getting the, you're getting supplies over Correct. there, but is Hamas even distributing to the people or using them for themselves? Yeah, um, so uh, uh, they say, well, let's, let's work on this, everybody. So stop Israel. Uh, let's get the humanitarian aid in. We need a break. We need time to do that. So that's kind of a, a mini, what I call mm -hmm. a mini ceasefire. So that's happening. That's being negotiated, you know, right now. Um, and by the way, uh, Israel has already told uh, everybody um, who lives there, you'd better leave. Right. Uh, because we're, Yet we're getting out is is not that easy. <laughs> where, where, do, where does a million people go? You know, because. Right. And this is funny when you look at the terrorism is um, if they really cared about the people that they supposedly represent, well, let's help you get to a safe place. Let's they help find you. find a way to get them safe. Let's right. help you get aid. The truth is they don't, they don't care. This is, this is purely right. what you'd call really wicked evil is it, it mm -hmm. destroy, it destroys itself, so to speak. It's that I don't really right. care about it. You know we're going to going to battle. Uh, okay, while that's going on, uh, Hezbollah is on the north. There's been a little skirmishes up there, uh, and then uh, Syria, who is who is very uh, anti-Israel and also uh, Shiite, supported mm -hmm. by Turkey, has made some uh, aggression toward Israel. And, and Israel, and this is this is the last few days, has bombed Syria. 
Yeah, two two of the major airports they took yeah, out, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they're making notice that if you if you guys if you guys want to get aggressive, okay, we'll we'll handle you too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so they've kind of made a statement there, and they've attacked Syria. Um, okay, uh, so you got the battle on the south. Uh, you've got the battle on the north, and uh, Israel. Uh, is in a position where two things. One, they're still trying to get those hostages out, mm-hmm. which they would like to do. And then two is they're trying to basically uh, destroy Hamas because mm-hmm. they never want this to happen again. Right. Um, and so it's like, because of what you did, then we're going to just destroy you in a, in, a, in a true war. That's what war is all about, mm-hmm. is to eliminate the other side being able to do anything any any further. Uh, okay, so that's all happening. Uh, well, uh, Russia <laughs> weighs in uh, yesterday mm. uh, and says, hey, everybody, um, this whole thing is getting out of hand and we may we may join. Mm-hmm. And you better be careful that this doesn't escalate into a major uh, Middle East war where we who are by way by the way aligned with Turkey, Syria, right. Iran, Hamas, Hezbollah, mm-hmm. uh, we might join the fight, and you don't want us joining that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, by the way, they're already fighting in Ukraine, and they're not they're not that effective. So it'll be interesting to see how they see it. But here's where we are. Um, and again, we'll we'll attach it all to some you know some Bible truth here, and that is that um, this attack, surprise attack, has mm-hmm. stimulated a whole new dynamic in the Middle East. Um, right. Instead of it being days away, days and weeks away from a major settling of peace, mm-hmm. it's it's escalated the other direction, uh, and it's not even typical battle of Hamas and Israel where they, they kind of, you know, make noise. They kind of go in and destroy a couple of things, Israel, and then they kind of go mm-hmm. back, back to, okay, let's settle back down and everybody going to kind of hold on. Uh, well, because of the magnitude of this, the people of the people of Israel are saying to their leaders, mm-hmm. do not ever let this happen again. Right. Uh, and you go after them. There is, there is a unity that has occurred within Israel yep. that is, very notable, something to pay attention to. And even across the world, I believe we're hearing and seeing several Jewish, you know, even Jewish Americans that we know, um, feeling this draw towards Israel right now too. And yep. so it's, it's interesting to watch that whole thing shifting even. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I don't know if you remember, I, I'm sure you do, but, um, when nine 11 hit us, mm-hmm. um, it didn't last very long, but there was a unity right. afterwards it was where, created, where yeah. both parties who are typically against each other really came to unify because now there was a different enemy that we together had to address. Um, and that's what's happened in right. Israel. So that the, what they call the opposition parties, remember we talked about the coalition mm-hmm. um, and the leader of the opposition party that is not in power uh, right now with Netanyahu's party actually came and said, we're joining you mm-hmm. and we together are going after this and we support everything you're doing 
and we're not going to have any kind of political issue going on here. We're we're all Jews and mm-hmm. we're not going to let this happen again. And actually, interesting enough, there's a push for uh, the from the nation of Israel, the people and these other parties who are saying to Netanyahu, we want you to go ahead and do your ground expedition. Uh, don't mm-hmm. wait. Don't wait for a ceasefire. Don't wait for the humanitarian right. aid. You go in and it's actually causing, interesting enough, you know, Netanyahu is the one that wants to do it and, and has set it up, but he's the one that's hesitating because he's being requested to. But his own mm. his own people are saying, forget it, let's go. Please you do know, it, yeah. Take care of it, you know. Mm. Um, so it's interesting to see what happens. So uh, here's, the, here's the issue is we know there's peace, peace uh, ceasefire being negotiated. Uh, there's mm-hmm. got to be terms to that that are satisfactory to Israel. Will that, here's the thing, could that happen? Yes. Um, If it doesn't happen, I believe it is going to escalate. And then when it escalates, we'll see where all the players wind up Mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, what do people do? And America, while they supported the money for for the weapons to attack Israel, are, are sending warships and sending ammunition to Israel. To, right. to support it, and that's another reason, by the way, to wait before you before you execute this, because we can actually support uh, the effort from our mm. capability, which we're willing to do. Uh, so again, they're playing a little bit of both sides of the deal, but the good news is that they have you know uh, support for Israel. So um, if it escalates, here's the question everybody needs to watch, and maybe by the by the time this airs, you'll know the answers. Who joins it? Mm-hmm. from either side, you know, who joins uh, the Israel right. side, which we know America is going to do. Uh, what happens to the Sunni nations that have peace treaties already and mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia? What do they do? Uh, what does Turkey do? What does uh, Iran do? And then, by the way, right behind it is Russia mm-hmm. uh, and China. Uh, so does it escalate up to where it literally becomes a massive, you know, uh, war. And by the way, it'll really impact because remember, um, because of what happened with us not taking the Keystone, uh, pipeline from Canada, we're still dependent on Middle East oil. Right. Um, if all of that gets destroyed or shut down, uh, we're going to be in trouble. Um, that's interesting, right? (laughs) So lots and lots and lots of implications of it. And, uh, and one of the interesting things is, um, the Bible kind of predicts a little bit of this and uh, uh, sets it up. So we talked, remember we talked last time, Ezekiel 37, dry bones. Mm-hmm. It's the dry bones coming to life and now operating with life. Okay, well, that that's a prediction of Israel mm-hmm. that was in essence laying there since 70 AD until 1947, not a nation, dead, in essence, dead bones. Right. And in 47 and then the 67 war, it came to life um, and, mm-hmm. and uh, breathed into it. And interesting, and it, it talks about God breathing into it. You know, first of all, it's just functioning, one. But two, uh, you know, people like Netanyahu are actually uh, pretty strong students of Scripture mm-hmm. and belief in God and belief in the uh, the specialness of Israel to God, 
And so when he talks about breathing life into it, I believe that there has been leadership there that has received, in essence, you know, God's life mm-hmm. as, as part of it. So it's not just a mechanical thing, but it's actually also a spiritual thing that is happening with a strength to that. Um, and, and then here, as we look at the whole thing, we're discussing the, <laughs> the potential escalation of it. When it escalates, you would think, well, is that a point where Israel is going to be destroyed? Because it could be. Um, well, we know the answer to that. No. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not. Uh, why? That's what the Bible states. And, and we know the absolute answer to that. So we know whatever happens, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to survive it. And they're going to actually, I think, strengthen their, their resolve. But by the way, leading to, and remember the, t- the topic of our Fridays is end times, mm-hmm. um, it does lead to the beginning of the tribulation where there is, you know, uh, they, there's a getting along as it starts, but then it converts because of the Antichrist and what Satan is trying to do is eliminate Israel. And so the entire world right. comes against Israel. Uh, right. So that we got to watch that the- is later. That is that is later in prophecy. First, there becomes this lulled peace, at least in the yep. beginning of the tribulation. Correct. Yes. Um, and then there's um, uh, but the world comes against it. So as we watch the dynamics of what really does happen here uh, relative to the world's view of Israel, um, how do they how do they get strengthened by it? But what I'm watching for are those little interesting things that would indicate that the world could easily turn. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm going to I'm going to be looking for. OK, what any evidence of that that kind of sets up that, yeah, we're for you today. By the way, we know mm-hmm. later the answer is that this not, could flip. They are right. not they're not going to be for him. Um, so I just want to set this up uh, as we talk about, particularly with Russia and we'll continue this next time. But go ahead and read. This is uh, now we read 37 Ezekiel. Read uh, Ezekiel 38 and just read uh, 1 through 7. Sure. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog, the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, and prophesy against him. And say, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaws and lead you out with all your army, horses and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them with handling swords, all of them handling swords. Persia and Ethiopia and Libya are with them. All of them are with shield and helmet. Gomer and all of its troops, the house of Togarma from the north and all of its troops, many people are with you. Prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you, and be a guard for them. Yeah. So um, uh, when he says Gog and Magog, and then he actually talks about Persia, which is Iran, uh, Libya, mm-hmm. you know, which is, again, a uh, supporter of Hamas. Um, he's saying that there's going to be a battle that comes from the north. And uh, mm-hmm. Russia, if you take a uh, uh, a meridian line from Jerusalem north, directly north, it goes to Moscow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and remember, we geographically, 
because of of our let's say un, unawareness of everything that that looks like over there our picture of russia is way farther east than mm -hmm. is israel it's directly north um, mm -hmm. and this is going to come out of the north and that gog and magog is going to have a battle prior to the the peace treaty that occurs uh setting up the tribulation and then of course everything turns and, and they come against it but so, so the, this is all pre-battle of armageddon yeah this is this pre is setting up the tribulation yeah setting up the i think tribulation. that's important to point out because i have heard rumblings among christians that just haven't followed the detail of things they're like oh we're setting up the battle of armageddon i'm like no no no, no we're not no. <laughs> we're, we're not there yet there's a lot that goes on first but yeah yeah and again um uh just to go to understand timing and remember this is just all biblical stuff so um mm -hmm. it's it's not fuzzy and it's really simple a tribulation uh, is a seven-year period it starts with the one world government and the world willingly coming under that one world government. Yes. During that time, it's called the beast uh, by scripture. Now, the world won't see it as a beast. It'll actually see it as uh, what, a, what a great idea this is. Um, right. Out of that, and it has 10 heads, and, and it looks like it's some kind of a corporate structure as opposed to a, necessarily a geographic structure. And then the 10, out of the 10... Uh, the Antichrist is not one of the 10 to start with, mm -hmm. but is, is in essence, a sub-leader to one of the 10. Right. Um, and then he steps up and takes out three, and then he gets kind of in, in leadership, and then he starts working to take out, you know, from seven to five to three to two to one, and he's the one that stands as the head of the beast, and, mm -hmm. and, and then becomes synonymous with the beast. And... And there's a you know false prophet who's a, who's a, apparently a Christian supporting it, um, and then uh, you know we have Satan the dragon, and then we have the Antichrist. So it's the it's it's Satan's an unholy trinity, so to speak, um, mm -hmm. uh, coming against it. But their purpose is to get the Antichrist in power, who then demonstrates at the beginning or the middle of the tribulation, uh, what's called the abomination of desolation. I'm God, and everybody has to worship me, which then initiates God's wrath. Mm -hmm. At the end of that period, so it's seven years, three and a right. half years that actually the world does fabulously economically. Uh, but then he sets up himself as God. So he, he moves quickly into mm -hmm. the role of the head of it. And that'll right. happen. It happened during the first three and a half years. And then I'm God. He says, I'm God. That brings God's wrath. And everybody comes against Israel to destroy them. And God's wrath comes on earth and basically causes tremendous, uh, you know, dislocation and death and everything here on earth. Um, but nobody repents because they've associated the Antichrist as being good and mm -hmm. Israel as being bad and Israel's God as being bad. So uh, at the end of it, at the end of the seven years, now the three and a half years of God's wrath, um, they can't win by technology. So they just say... Let's just, by the way, get an army from the north. So that would be Russia and China. Uh, and they've got 200 million people that they could put in, in a battle. Mm -hmm. uh, let's march against them. That's called the Battle of Armageddon. Right. At that point is when Christ returns. So people who say, I'm praying for Christ's return any day now. Well, it, it really can't be any day now. Uh, There's 
a lot of things have to fall in place still. Because we haven't started the tribulation and the battle of Armageddon mm -hmm. won't occur until the very end of that. You right. know, so it's not, this right. is not the battle of Armageddon. But what you're describing right now, the Gog and Magog stuff is a precursor to what will, you know, what can ultimately usher in the tribulation and the one world government. This is a piece that has to happen. Yep ahead of that correct yep, yep and and so there's there's this and and the question is is this is this a moment where this is actually actually occurring where russia does join it and they start to come mm -hmm. against it and we know that there's a victory on the part of israel or at least the ability of everything to shut back down because of either ceasefire or peace treaty or whatever that mm -hmm. um, resets the whole stage for a theoretical short-term peace, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the Middle East. Uh, okay. So it's all in play. Uh, we know it's it's important. We'll, we'll pick this up a little bit further because there's more discussion here in, in Ezekiel 38 about Gog and Magog uh, and what all that potentially means and what do we what do we understand about it. And again, our position would be just to pray for the safety of Israel. And I pray, my personal prayer is, and I think that that they are still at least making an attempt at it. I do pray for a ceasefire. Um, mm -hmm. And that would be that everybody comes to an agreement and we don't we don't have more killing that goes on on either side of it. And they come come to some level of of safety for everybody, particularly for Israel so that mm -hmm. they don't have to keep going through this at the moment tax, but we know they're going to continue. So right. um, one of the big things I may have shared this, but I'll share it again, just in case that God has laid on my heart to be praying is also for the repentance of his children. Yes. Just in the process of all of this, that his name would be known more would come to him and those who have turned away from him would turn back, you know, amen to that. I think yep. Praying for their hearts is yep. a beautiful thing. Yeah. And we, we pray for that father. We do pray for, repentance uh, of, of all that's watching this, that they would start mm -hmm. to realize that the real spiritual truth is to uh, come back to you and mm -hmm. let you uh, intervene in what you're doing. We know we know what's happening. We know it's going to happen. Uh, you're not going to stop it in terms of not being fulfilled, but rather we just pray for the moment uh, of, of those involved, that there would be a, a ceasefire, that there would be a negotiation that could bring at least a semblance of peace while things are put in place. So we just pray for that and, and ask you to give us wisdom and insight how you want us to pray and to understand. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Always so interesting. Can't wait to continue this discussion. Um, so thanks again. And if you have questions, send them in to us at questions at afjministry.com. And we'd love to talk about it. We'll see you next time. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.